All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mar- welcome to May 10th. All right, and uh, 2021. Can you believe it's already May? Wow. Okay. Well, we are very fortunate today from the lovely state of California, French Valley area. Mr. Joe McGowan. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. All right, hold on one second. I'm going to have you hit star six in one second. All right, Joe, just hit star six on your phone, and then I can hear you because I've muted everybody. We're here. There you go. All right. So, Joe, I mean, uh, you know, you you got California, you got Nevada and Arizona on this call. So just take a minute, tell them a little about yourself, what you do, all that good stuff, please. Oh, fantastic. Well, hey, good morning, everyone. Um, as Rick said, my name is Joe McGowan. I am the uh, branch manager for the French Valley office. If you don't know where French Valley is, it's right here in the Temecula Valley, just north of uh, of Temecula and kind of sandwiched between Murrieta here out in beautiful wine country in Southern California. And uh, I've been uh, a manager for about 15 years and just so excited about the market that presents itself uh, in real estate Um, for us as individuals, but uh, certainly as a company, uh, what lies ahead. I'm very, very excited. Very, very excited. And and we also mentioned that you guys, you were one of the, uh, guys running the show over there at Tarbell when we did the merger a few years ago. Yes, I was the uh, uh, designated broker and president of Tarbell Realtors just before the transition, working with the Tarbell family. And uh, uh, just a a, a quick little snippet on that is we spent a lot of time looking at brokerages. And uh, you know what? Berkshire Hathaway was just the perfect choice. It stood out so clearly amongst the field of brokerages out there that uh, it just was a clear decision. And uh, what Mark Sark has done with uh, our organization in the three states uh, is just amazing. But uh, no, a lot of uh, a lot of years in with Tarbell Realtors, family-owned uh, Southern California company, um, still one of the largest in the U.S., but uh, just a strictly Southern California company. And uh, the transition was amazing. And again, um, I came into real estate for the opportunity, for the flexibility, for the freedom to decide and choose, um, you know, the trajectory of our business and our future. And uh, that's one of the things I take uh, such pride in is working with people who are coming into the real estate industry and want to see a future that isn't dictated by maybe an economy or isn't dictated by an employer or a company or an industry. And uh, so that's one of my greatest pleasures in being involved in real estate and being a branch manager is just helping people accomplish uh, whatever it is that they want to accomplish. That's awesome. Yeah, and you have some good, good producers in there. It's a, it's a great, great office, great location, like you said. I love uh, when I travel there, which hasn't been for a while. <laughs> but it looks like we're gearing up to do that again soon. That's awesome. So, all right, well, no, we're looking forward to having now you out you again. Mentioned- all right, thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. Now, you mentioned um, this market and the opportunities. Tell us a little about that. Tell them a little about because you've been doing this a long time, and, and you know, and you know, Forrest and I talk, and I know you talk to Forrest as well. This is just a kind of a it's like it's like a a new gear in real estate that we didn't know existed. That all of a sudden, ooh, look at this new gear, right? It is. You know, this was a uh, you know, this whole pandemic has had such a profound impact on our industry 
And, you know, as, as things like this come on and we start experiencing it, we start seeing shutdowns and mask mandates and new procedures. And, you know, it, it set everybody back just a little bit. But I'm just so proud of, of how well we adapted and how quickly we did. Um, but it really is. I, I love your analogy of new gear. It, it's just an entirely different place in, in real estate. And, you know, today, when you're working with a client, you know you're working with a client that wants to do something, wants to buy or wants to sell. Um, this right. isn't a market where people stick their toe in the water and see, you know, what the, you know, what the temperature is. You're all in. And if you're a buyer, uh, before you see the first home, we have you pre-approved. We've got your email address, your phone number. We've got PED forms completed and buyer broker agreements. And so it's just a higher level of of conducting business in real estate. And so you're right, it's changed a lot, but it means that the time we spend is just so much more efficient and productive. Yeah, because if somebody wants to do something today, like you just mentioned, the buyer-broker agreement, as I tell them all the time, you know, there's never been a time in the history of real estate where it should be easier for you to explain the benefits because you're right, it's not sticking your toe in the water. If you're a buyer today, especially in California, Okay, you know, in California started off the craziest, and then, you know, um, Arizona was second, in his, and they're very similar now what you have to do, and Nevada is just gearing up for the same type of, uh, and I think it's because of our unemployment rate here, was higher than most because of the industry, you know, the industries, entertainment and uh, casinos and so forth. So it's, but it's coming back here, too. The shows are starting up. I mean, it's nice to see everything gearing back up, but tell us a little about that, that you know, like, working with clients today and, and the commitment level and, and what they should be doing. Absolutely. You know, amidst the pandemic, there's some other changes that are coming. And uh, this is being pushed down by the government and by NAR. Um, but the transparency of our industry is changing. Uh, for example, mm. the amount of commission that is being offered to the buyer's agent, to the buyer's brokerage, that information is going to become public information very soon. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that creates some opportunities and creates some challenges both. One, it means that um, the seller is going to be much more transparent in how much they're offering to attract a buyer. And the buyers are going to see that, number one. And then number two, the buyers are going to know what their agent is being offered for compensation, which creates an opportunity for the buyer to maybe uh, – put their hand out a little bit and say, gosh, it seems like you're making a lot of money on this transaction. Maybe you can share some of that with me. And that's mm. been something that's been creeping its way into the industry for a while. And so back to the buyer broker agreement, what this is doing is it's creating a, a necessity to have that buyer broker agreement and maybe not a, a loose one, but maybe a more structured one that explains exactly what we do as the buyer's brokerage and what we expect to be compensated for that. And so, again, mm -hmm. it creates some new transparency, but it requires some more explanation and, and uh, some time spent. But uh, I think that the buyer loyalty is one of the benefits that's going to come out of this, is we're not going to have the, the disloyal buyer that's moving around from agent to agent, visiting every open house that's out there, because that, uh, that opportunity just hasn't presented itself. So, um, again, with every challenge comes uh, greater opportunity, and I think that's really what's happening here is that, that transparency is creating a, a higher level of professional in the industry. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you, like you just said, you have to have, I call it the set the expectation conversation 
with all your buyers. And, and you're right now that um, that's a little bit – and you know what? That's a, I would say that that is more uh, prevalent in California than Arizona and Nevada, although it's creeping over too. But um, that's something that when it comes to the commission part of it. But, yeah, setting the expectations, especially with your buyers today, is critical. Otherwise, you just end up frustrating the hell out of them. Uh, you know, they're, it's better to educate them up front than to have them learn by losing houses. Would you agree? <laughs> Ab- absolutely. And you're right. That, that consultation is, is what I call it, and it's both with a seller and a buyer. You know, I don't like going into any type of a client meeting and thinking that this is a sales pitch of any kind. It's, it's really a consultation. Let's sit down. Let's find out what it is that you think I can help you with. And then let me understand uh, you know, more clearly what it is that you'd like to accomplish and how we get there. And then I can set the expectations of this is, this is what you can experience out there as a buyer today is we're going to have to come in strong. We're going to have to come in over the asking price, possibly over the appraised value. We're going to have to close down some contingency windows. So, again, it's, you know, Disney does it really so well with the uh, um, under-promise and over-deliver. You know, they tell you, oh, yeah. that, you know, when you're sitting in line, you know, it's going to be 45 minutes from this point before you get on the ride, and 30 minutes later, you're on the ride. So they always right. under-promise, over-deliver. But you've got to understand what the client wants first. So take that time for that initial consultation and, and really clarify what it is that they're looking to accomplish. Yeah, you're right, Disney. Disney is a marketing seminar when you go to Disney, if you're paying attention. Like I remember I read that book years ago, The Disney Touch. It is a, you go to school on marketing, especially if you have young children when you're at Disney because they have you, you're in there, right? And they can, so they're just masters at it. So that's absolutely true. Now, you mentioned um, when you did your homework, because I remember the whole, uh, the whole Tarville thing was quite amazing uh, when, that, when, when we did that. And you mentioned the Berkshire Hathaway name. When you were on the outside looking in, how, what was your, you know, and, and, and maybe even how you deal with recruiting today, um, the perception of the Berkshire Hathaway name? What would you say uh, before you even got involved? Because I think now that you're involved, you see how much, even more it is, but what about before you were involved? What was your perception? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, from the outside looking in, what you you initially feel is this respect. Respect for a company that's affiliated with, with Berkshire Hathaway, with Warren Buffett. Um, yeah. You know, he's the Oracle of Omaha, and everything he touches turns to gold. Uh, but there's a reason for that. It, it's the business outlook. It's the business strategy that he brings to the table. So from the very onset is you feel this this level of respect for a company that has done what it's done. And I'm not sure everybody really understands. But, you know, we, we talk about number ones a lot. Well, I'm the number one in this. I'm the number one in that. And we see other brokerages out there that say no one sells more real estate than so-and-so. Well, not in the U.S., because Real Trends 500 every year puts out their stats, and for the last three years in a row, right. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Network has been rated number one for transactions in the U.S., period, end of story. And number two right. is made up of four different brands. So number I was two say is that, the Realogy yeah. Network. And the right. Realogy Network makes up Century 21, Coal Banker, Sotheby's, and Corcoran Group. So it takes yeah. four brands to make up number two. So that really was one of those things that we were looking at in the growth and the consistent 
um, appeal of the Berkshire brand, um, just that the high level of, of character and of, of integrity was, uh, was really impressive. And then the power of the network around the world and to see how quickly that's growing and expanding was really attractive. It's, yeah, it, it's, one of the, it's one of the reasons, um, uh, it's one of the two, re- the two main reasons I came here seven years ago now was what you just mentioned, because I've, ever since I was, you know, I've been in real estate since I was 19. I'm thinking entrepreneurial shifts since then, and I've read everything, every book that Warren Buffett, pretty much every book that, about Warren Buffett and how he does it and, you know, how methodical. Anyway, and he's actually named his successor. Have you seen that? He's, he, yes, once I he, did. Uh, I just saw that. Gene Abel. Gene Abel, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, Yes. So, and, and then absolutely right. I mean, it's incredible. And then Mark Stark, obviously, our owner, which, you know, as you can tell by now, you know, we have our company tools are, are incredible with Mark and Gordon and, uh, you know, but Maria, the whole, all our managers, yourself included. I mean, we have a quite a, quite a good, quite a team now of people um, out there to help our agents be as successful as possible and, you know, recruit agents that, uh, you know, want to move in. But I knew when I talked to Mark, I visited Mark a couple of times before I actually work a deal and to come here and um i just knew with warren buffett buying prudential and turning it into berkshire Hathaway home services and then mark stark it's, it's a it's a home run combination and then you know two years ago when we did that deal because i since i've been here the company has doubled in size it's now i'm not taking credit for it <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> we've doubled in size uh, people go well, are you taking credit no i'm not taking credit for that i'm just saying it has doubled we've doubled in size uh since i've been here and it's pretty cool Pretty cool arrangement with all the three states working together, Joe, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, let me, and I don't want to de-edify anything, but mm-hmm. if, if there was any regret I had in that transition is that I couldn't turn over all of our offices to Mark Stark's organization. Um, oh, yeah. Because you're right. That's true. It was an absolute standout, hands down, no decision whatsoever. The first time I met Mark, um, and then started interacting with his team, including uh, Gordon and Maria and everybody that were working on that initial phase of the transition. It was just clear that there was a huge difference. And uh, yeah. even within the organization, like I said, so I wish I could have brought all the offices along. Um, they all went to Berkshire Hathaway's. So every one of them became a Berkshire Hathaway brand, but not all of them have the privilege of being a part of this, the uh, you know, Mark That's Stark true. organization. And there's a huge That's difference. True. There really is. Um, yeah. And you just the the level of service. You know, it's easy on the inside to start getting accustomed to and expecting things, um, but what Mark puts together with this technology and, and just the VAC 2.0 alone, the amount of money he's mm. invested in that, and the vision he's had for that program, there is nothing else like that on the market. I, I period. And, uh, you know, as a broker and president of Tarbell, I was solicited by every technology company there was out there. Yeah, I've yep. seen it all. Nothing yeah. compares to what he's done with VAC. Yeah. You know, it's really confirmed with me because I'm fortunately in my job, I get to deal with some of our top producers. And it's amazing to me, people that have had other things like top producer and wise agent, you know, a b- bunch of uh, other ones. And now they've all like, wow, why would I move, move over to the VAC 2.0? Because it has all the goodies in there. So it's good. It's good. It's nice to know. Uh, I- I'll be honest, seven years ago when I started, top agents, you know, weren't using the VAC. I was like, eh, you know, but now, you know, the last, especially the last two, three years, especially the last year, if you're not using it, you're just not paying attention. It doesn't even make sense. Right. Right. 
Right, yeah. If, yep. if you're not using it today, it's because you haven't taken the time to investigate it. And that, that's just the simple yeah. truth. If, once you take a look at it, open up your mind and take a look at it, you will be all in. Yep. It's a, it's a matter of, you know, like a lot of agents do well, but a lot of agents would do even better if they did well and got that reciprocal benefit of having these, all these systems going at the same time. And it's tough sometimes to get them to see that. Absolutely. You know, Berkshire National is working on this IQ system this year um, with yeah. this, this mission of closing the loyalty gap. You know, again, the statistics showing over 90% of people would use their agent again, and yet less than 13% do. And it's because mm-hmm. we've, as an industry, we don't do enough to stay in touch with our past clients. And the VAC is one of those things that's a set it and forget it type of a product where you can set up that drip system communication and your client is reminded, you know, twice a month, three times a month, they see something of value from you, not just another recipe or something, you know, chachi, but it's just a, it's a quality thing that lets people know what's going on in the industry. And like you said, having multiple streams, a huge funnel of business coming in, not just one thing. And that's, that's, again, I think in the industry, we tend to focus in on the two or three things that we feel have made us the most successful or created the most opportunity for us. When if we engage 11 different streams, different strategies, right. now you've got a constant stream of business. No matter what the industry does, no matter what the economy does, you've got business out there in every aspect of it. Yeah, because the market will change again. We all know that. But I think we've got a few years here, especially with the Fed saying they're going to keep rates steady for a while. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty good. But you know, speaking of uh, the IQ and Berkshire Hathaway and the convention, you know, let me give you uh, some kudos here. You had more, we have like 30-something, 30 34 managers, and you had by far the most people that you signed up because other agents from other companies could come to the virtual convention for free, and you signed up, what, 20-something people that came or something like that? It was crazy. By the time we were done, it was 84, Rick. 84, 80, yeah. Wow. Well, I was way off. <laughs> And so obviously you're sold on the system. So how, you know, why was it so easy for you to get that many people signed up? A number of reasons, you know, um, in, in every industry, you, you need to know a little bit about your competition, first of all, but there's a sense of envy that I'm feeling in the industry where people are envious of what we have. Um, mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll sign on with a brokerage because it was convenient. It was nearby. They, they knew somebody that worked there or they just, you know, the same, pe- same reason uh, clients work with agents. It's the first open house they came to. Um, mm-hmm. And once they get inside, they start realizing the shortcomings of the brokerage that they've signed on with. And yeah. I, I'm really feeling as I'm talking to brokers that have been established in the industry for a long time, that they feel like their brokerages are lacking something. And they're looking mm-hmm. across the fence and they're seeing Berkshire Hathaway and they're seeing our people satisfied and happy and, and flourishing and growing their business. And what I found is I reached out and spoke with different people in the marketplace here and said, hey, listen, I'd, I'd love to just kind of pull the curtain back for a little bit and let you join us at our convention and see a little bit about the culture of Berkshire Hathaway and the vision and the direction we're going. And they said, you know, I'd love that. I can't believe you're letting me do this. This is awesome. And mm. yeah, so the fee- the feedback has been great. Honestly, I just, yeah. I need more time. 
you know, you know, I've been short of an admin in the office, but I am excited now oh, yeah. we've got our admin on board because the follow-up of these people has been amazing. They've got more questions. They want to know about their technology. And right. uh, again, it, they were impressed. You know, Berkshire Hathaway, amazing production, even though we had to do this yeah, virtually. Chris, yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah, Chris and Gino did a great, did a great job. I thought that they, in the, in the, you know, the uh, breakout sessions after were incredible. Um, you know, it, it's a very high-class run company, and uh, it's very obvious. And remember, you know, people have to understand that a full-service company with the marketing and the so forth that we have, we just create a different audience of people, which that's why we can net people, in my opinion, more money uh, even after they pay us. So, okay, Joe, t- take us through now. Okay, I'm an agent, all right, and I want to be successful or more successful, or I'm brand new and I just want to come out of the gate hot. What are some – give me the three – most important pieces of advice, and you may even want to tie down some company tools with it if you could, please. Absolutely. Um, yes. you know, number one, a huge shout-out to, to you and to Mark on putting together tools for success. Um, you know, the you. four-step business plan that Mark is, is really excited about. Yeah. The, the, the big book of everything, the success series. I could stop right there. Between, mm. between what you and Mark do with those three tools alone, um, that is the guide. That is the future. And, you know, in the four-step business plan, one of the things that people don't talk about enough is mm. what is the ultimate goal? And we talk yeah. about the whys, and there's a lot of short-term goals and things like that, but is the goal to do this forever? Or is it to build yeah. a financial stability in your family and a financial legacy in the family that, that one day you can retire? It's that exit strategy. And to look at business from that perspective instead of what do I need to earn? And and that's where I think a lot of agents cut themselves short is they say, well, I I got paid $100,000 my last job. I need to make $100,000. Okay. Is is that everything you want to do? Is is that it? Mm. Well, well, if I get $100,000, I'm okay. Well, how about great? Let's forget about okay. Let's how about great. Right. And so – the roadmap that's laid out in a four-step business plan and your success series will get you to whatever level that is. If you want to make 60000 so, a year, it'll get you there in a heartbeat. $600,000 yeah, a year, it'll get you there. It's, it's, it, I appreciate you saying that. And one of the first things I did, because it used to be called RE, uh, Real Estate Masters, and I was like, hmm. So we changed it. Okay, it kind of goes along with my book too, Success is a Verb. We changed it to that. And one of the first things I did was I had it, I invited the public, anybody in the marketplace, because what you just said, you know, when they're at their office and they're getting, you know, free training, well, they can't unhear what they've heard at the event. So it's, it, it's, it also works out to be a decent recruiting event because we do do things differently here. And that's just not because we work here, folks. That's because it's a fact. We do things differently here. And we do have different um, resources and tools and Everything Joe's saying is absolutely correct. So I appreciate that, Joe. Thank you. So number one, the training. Woo! Absolutely. The roadmap. You've got to have the roadmap to know where you're going. You know, you get on an airplane and, you know, the pilot's pushing back from the gate and they say, well, hey, listen, uh, thanks for joining us on flight. Um, hey, what flight are we on? Uh, 4712. Yeah, yeah, right. 40, really? 4712? Okay. Yeah, hey, thanks for joining us on 4712. We're on our way to Dallas. To, we're not going to Dallas? Where are we, where are we going? <laughs> Miami? Okay, folks, we're going to Miami. Hey, give me a couple minutes. We're going to fuel. You, know, you, you don't want to get on the plane with someone that doesn't know where they're going. You've got to have a roadmap right. of where we're going, and that's number one. Yeah. 
Um, number two is, you know, the support to get there. And we've got such a high caliber of, of resources within the company from the corporate you know, side, from having you as, as, as available as you are, Rick. It's amazing that people can tie into you on various levels of coaching and, and support. But having that support both at the corporate level and the high caliber managers that we attract to this company that uh, the manager is able to offer that transactional support and that little nudge mm-hmm. and a level of accountability through the business. So you've got to know where you're going and why. The big why is critically important. You've got to know exactly what it is you want to accomplish and why you're doing it. You've got the roadmap and the training to get there. And then um, you need the accountability. You, you've got to structure yourself to an accountable system that that um, leads you where you want to go. And so that's one of the big conversations is, okay, so let's take a calendar out and let's time block and let's see what that looks like. And one of the biggest challenges I see in coming into the real estate industry for a lot of people is, you know, they're coming in from jobs, from careers, from corporations, uh, maybe even their own businesses in a different area, and they knew what their day looked like. It was structured. And we come into real estate and all of a sudden, well, hey, you know, I think I gotta, like, take morning off. I, I'm going to go do another round of golf or, hey, I'm going to go to the outlet stores this morning. And so we find ways to do other things. But I, I found that really setting up um, a written out calendar of, of accountability of what time is, is dedicated to what tasks, working in your mm-hmm. business, working on your business, um, you know, phone calls, conversations are the most critical thing. So making sure that you've time blocked out time to reconnect, to create new connections, to follow up, um, to have those phone calls, and those connections every single day of your business. Ah, so being proactive is is critical. I love it. Good. Yeah. Yay. Those those you know three you things are the things I would say. One of my biggest things. Yeah. Yeah. So three things. You got to have a plan and a, and a direction, a goal, a why. Um, you've got the tools and the resources and the training, and then you've got to have a letter, level of uh, a system of accountability. Accountability. Yep, accountability is a great tool. All right, absolutely. All right, Joel. Well, listen, I yep. just want to say thank you very much. I know that uh, rumor has it that you're out of town tomorrow, headed to uh, a nice vacation. That's what I heard. <laughs> I I am. I'm going to get away. Uh, you know, my father's turning 90 years old, and it's an opportunity to go spend wow. time with him. He's uh, doing great, healthy, strong, still out and about doing stuff. Uh, you know, long walks and, and even some light jogs and things like that at 90 years old. He's pretty amazing. But it's, uh, it's been a while. And with the uh, pandemic and all that, it's just finally starting to open up enough that we can get uh, back and have a small family gathering. But, uh, yes, I'll be uh, taking off on vacation tomorrow. And uh, But uh, it's been a real Great. pleasure to be able to join you this morning here. This, is, uh, this has been fun. All right, Joe. Well, listen, I just want to say thank you very much for taking your time out today. I really appreciate it. Okay, Joe McGowan from the lovely state of California. Thank you, Joe. Really appreciate it. And everybody else, we'll be doing this again in a week. Joe, have a great vacation. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate you very much. Same here. Appreciate you. Have fun. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. You bet.